it's time to join Montana's very own and your voice for agriculture, Talkin' Ag Lane Nordland, for today's LaneCast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Agriculture Conversation on the LaneCast Ag Podcast. Today's show is going to take us back to the month of June when wildfires were just getting started in Montana and there was still some optimism around potential moisture as it rained about two inches the night before we recorded this podcast. But now that we're sharing it at the end of July, moving into August, things have changed quite a bit. So I just wanted to set up this conversation a little bit if we sound a little optimistic about potential moisture that never did come. When we recorded this conversation with our guests Gordon and Jared Clark, the conversation took place during the Montana Stock Growers Mid-Year Meeting in Lewistown, Montana. We'll take a quick commercial break, but we'll be back with the conversation after this. Jared and Gordon Clark have been ranching for years, and they're also in the business of helping producers make it through uncertain times with Sylvius Insurance Group with options like pasture, rangeland, and forage insurance. A federally subsidized program that provides coverage on your grazing or haying acres, PFR Insurance is designed to protect your operation from the risks that come due to a lack of precipitation. Serving producers across the West with Sylvius Insurance, Jared and Gordon Clark deliver specialized risk management strategies for your ranch. Visit rainins.com for more. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Agriculture Conversation on the Langast Ag Podcast. And today's show is being taped at the Montana Stock Growers Association's annual mid-year meeting in beautiful Lewistown, Montana, actually my hometown. So uh, our guests, uh, uh, I welcome you to beautiful central Montana. We are joined by Jared and Gordon Clark here today. You've heard them on the podcast before. Uh, they are with Sylvia's Insurance. They're going to be talking about all these opportunities that producers have at uh, staying profitable out in the countryside here today. And first off, uh, Gordon, uh, uh, what's it like being up here in Montana once again? Oh, well, we're so we're so happy to be here, and it, this is beautiful here in Montana today. Jared, uh, what, what's it like coming back up into Big Sky Country? I know you make a lot of trips per year, but uh, it's always great to probably come up into God's Country from Texas. Absolutely. Just enjoyed the drive. Uh, we kind of got to drive in at sunset and uh, last night, and there's nothing like just looking at the mountains and watching the cows and even watch calves run around and jump fences and <laughs> see some horses trotting across the pasture. So yeah. uh, just a beautiful feeling and uh, just uh, very surreal. So very happy to be here and enjoying every bit of it. Well, and of course, uh, for our friends that didn't listen to one of our previous LaneCast Ag podcasts, uh, Jared and Gordon uh, joined us talking about their backgrounds in production agriculture. And just like so many of us in production agriculture, we all have other jobs to pay the bills because uh, <laughs> we all, we're all we all a little bit crazy and like going, going and being risky in the ag industry. But uh, uh, just a quick overview of your backgrounds again for our folks that are joining us for the first time that maybe didn't hear it. Uh, Jared, I'll start with you, your background in agriculture and also how you got into uh, the insurance end of things and helping producers uh, on their operations as well. Yeah, so a little bit of my background. Uh, I've been doing uh, insurance now for about 10 years. Um, before that, uh, farmed with uh, part of my family, farming uh, corn and cotton and seed maize. And then also uh, still today, uh, started probably 14 years ago, kind of creating my own cow-calf herd, and over the years, that's kind of grown into its own business, and so kind of my background and current opportunities today are, uh, you know, working with ranchers with insurance and risk management, and then running a cow-calf operation. Gordon, yourself? Yeah, well, I, I grew up on a farm in Texas. I, I was born on a cotton farm in Lubbock, and 
my dad said that he got us out of there as soon as possible and went a little further north. And uh, so I grew up on a corn farm. We grew uh, corn, seed milo, a lot of wheat, and it was just a great way to grow up. And then for, uh, for most of my adult career, I've been a farmer as well. And about 20 years ago, my cousin and business partner, Brent, and I uh, had an opportunity to get into the crop insurance business as a sideline to begin with. And we, we weren't sure that that was going to be for us, but it, we quickly learned that it was the, the, the things that the Silvius Insurance Group brought. They were really great for us in our farming operation, and we felt really terrific about representing those products to our neighbors and the people around. And so it has become a full-time thing for us. We've been doing it for about 20 years, and it's, it's been so rewarding, and I am loving being in this industry. Now, of course, uh, the three of us met at the Montana Stock Growers Mid-Year Slash Foundation Golf Tournament in Billings, Montana. That's right. Not quite a year ago, and I was, uh, I put my name there in the old uh, Yeti bucket to win that <laughs> cooler, won it. I haven't put my name in there yet for the Yeti. Probably won't. Let well, you don't, else... you don't get two years in a row. No, no, but I would be like, you know what, you'd draw my name if I did. But uh, again, uh, for our folks listening, uh, why are you guys up here? Why are you trying to, to, to help folks understand what PRF is? I know we talked about PRF, but uh, what is that acronym, uh, Jared? And uh, what's the interaction you're having with uh, fellow producers up here in Montana this week? Yeah, so PRF uh, stands for Pasture, Rangeland, and Forage. It is uh, federal crop insurance through USDA, and it is uh, used to, uh, for ranchers to help mitigate the risk of lacquer rainfall. Um, it's a really neat policy built off of data from NOAA, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. They have been keeping rainfall data across the U.S. for 40 or since 1948. And so that is kind of the base of the policy and where we get them. And, you know, we're, we're across here trying to help producers understand how does this policy work for you? What is the data set? And really understand hey, what am I getting into with this policy if I, if I want to go forward with it? And Lane, can I just mention part of your question was uh, what brought us to Montana and why are we here? I'd like to talk about that a little bit because that was very purposeful and thoughtful on on our part, we have been selling this product since its very first year in existence in 2006, and we we sold it in Texas, and then since then it's expanded from seven states to begin with, to now it's in uh, all all the lower 48 that it's available. And so, uh, about four or five years ago, and we've been selling this in several places, but about four or five years ago, Jared and I spent some time doing a lot of research about where in America does this product really, really work well historically? And also, where is it not being used as, as much as it should be, or is it as much as it could be? And we found that Montana is a perfect place for this. It works really well here. And there are not enough ranchers getting to take advantage of it. So we thought, uh, you know, we'd, we'd love to be in Montana. And I think we have some great, great things to bring here. And so um, we've, We've been spending some time here and dedicating some resources, and it's been fantastic. And we, we love being here, and we have committed to a long-term relationship and to be here. Now, as you mentioned, obviously, uh, this is through USDA. There's there's data coming out from NOAA. So well, some of our listeners might be thinking, well, I, I see somebody else selling this. Why Silvius? What, 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 what sets you apart? And, and I love that question. That Thank you for that one. Um, and... and to, to make sure that I'm being clear on it, it is federal crop insurance, and so it is a program that can be sold by anyone. 
But this particular product has so much data, as Jared mentioned earlier, there's this huge data set of rainfall information from all across the United States beginning in 1948, and it's just such a big set of numbers that your eyes cross and you, it, it gets confusing about, well, what am I going to do with all this and what does it mean to me? And so Sylvia's Insurance Group out of Indiana and that we're a part of, we invest a lot of money every year in getting software that tames all that data and it helps you get your arms around it and, and, and also to be able to visualize it, visualize it and say, is this going to be a good product for me? And if so, where do I use it? Which, which of my ranches will it work for, if, if not all of them, then just make sure we know where that, where that is. And then the intervals that it makes the most sense in historically to be. And so it's always better, in our opinion, to come at a decision like this having had information and to be completely informed and not just um, rolling the dice and saying, well, whatever, you just put me wherever you want. We'd like, we'd like to show you what the numbers say mm -hmm. and, and what history says was, is a great place and great intervals to invest your, your money in. And, of course, uh, uh, it's, you're going to be looking at what are those, the dates and everything like that. Exactly. Maybe, obviously, our listeners can't see this, but uh, uh, you could show them in person. I know you'll come to their operations no, no matter where they're at. But let's maybe, uh, Jared, do you want to walk us through maybe what, what, where, this, where maybe this plot, where this county is, and uh, uh, maybe walk us through that. Again, it's hard. I know, we'll, we'll paint a picture here on the podcast. How about that with words and, and as, numbers? As, as Jared is turning to that, let me, let me just mention that, that that's the great thing about the software is we don't just pull up an example for a county or for Montana or for eastern Montana or whatever. We get dialed down exactly to where your ranch is and identify that. So we're looking at numbers with a history for where your particular uh, production area is and it makes it so personal personalized and, and very unique to your operation. So, Jared? Yeah, so, Lane, you know, I pulled up uh, county that your wife's family is from, and so we're going to look here at Cascade County. And uh, really neat with the program, and if you listen to the last podcast, you know that the year is broken into two-month intervals, January, February, February, March, and on through. And out of each of those intervals, we know that um, there is an average that NOAA has come up with, with that data set since 1948. And so kind of what you're seeing here, looking at January, February, is we are taking rainfall in inches, but we're not going to look at it in inches. We're going to look at it in dollars. That is what makes sense to us as we are making risk management decisions. And through that, we can start to see how would this program have done? How would it have done compared to average? So this policy is going to pay when there is a deviation from average. And so as we can see in January, February, if you were here looking at this with us, is over the last 10 years, I know that Montana, central Montana seems, uh, as we're talking to guys, seem to have a seven year dry cycle and a seven year wet cycle. And so we're going to look at the last 10 to where we're kind of, we've come out of a cycle, we're in the deep of a next or getting ready to catch that next. And out of the last 10 years, if you're in the January, February interval, you might not have any risk of growing grass there. But if you did decide to put coverage there, it's paid very little for the premium you would have put in. 
So if it's paying very little, that means it's very rarely below average. So I know January, February isn't a good risk for you. Um, not only is that not a month you're going rain, it's also a month that you're getting what your average is. Now, if we jump into, let's jump into April, May, where we're really growing our grass. And as we look at April, May over the last 10 years, and by no means am I saying is this what it's going to pay, but if I would have been in this interval the last 10 years, it would have paid back $2.31 for every dollar you put in. What I see in that number is volatility. I see volatility. So out of the last 10 years, there has been a better chance of it being below normal than at or above normal. And so if you have a risk, and I'm sure all, everyone here does, we need that spring summer grass. April, May is a place to where you do have physical risk. And over the last 10 years, you have not been getting your rainfall on the average. Um, and especially as we go across the summer, May, June, June, July, and even July, August have been very large risks. Um, your rainfall is obviously greater in those. If we go back and look at your average rainfall, um, you know, we're, we're looking at seeing some four inches in those intervals. And so getting 50% of that's really hurting. And over the last 10 years, it says you haven't gotten it. And so we really can help identify where is our risk and compared to average, does the policy have risk in it? And so really that is what we're walking through with producers, help them identify where do we need rain and how does it work with this policy? And let's make sure we're not just choosing an interval. Let's make sure we're putting it into an interval that can help you if you do have trouble. Lane, just briefly, the, the way this policy is set up is it's set up that you don't insure just the whole year, set up in two two-month intervals across the year. So you can personalize this and, and set it up, you know, statistically where it would have performed well and also to make sure that it's covering what your real risks are. That if you don't get average amounts of rain in certain times of year, it's very important that if you don't get the rain, at least you could get some some help to to go do some of the things buy some cake or buy some extra hay so again let's walk through as we uh as you work with a producer they look at these recommendations uh just off i mean just, just throw these numbers out what is your top recommendation there right now yeah as i am looking at these numbers and you know just being a cattleman and and working with cattlemen, we know that, man, we really got to start getting rain as we get into March, April. Um, you know, I like to have buckets of opportunity. I don't know. I know April, May, if I asked any producer, they go, which is the most important month? Well, April, May is a big one. Um, but as I'm looking here at insurance, um, we have learned, and you just take any lesson from any large insurance company across the world, they spread their risk over time and place. And so here, I, I like that opportunity because as you look at the February-March interval, it has paid okay over the last 10 years, but not very well. So the policy doesn't show a large risk, and your risk is probably a little bit minimal, even though it's starting to grow. Um, I'm probably going to hop in first into this March-April interval. Um, over the last 10 years, it, ha it has had some large volatility, as well as producers need they're starting to get that rainfall in March and April. Um, so I'm probably going to throw 25% in there. Um, next, I'm going to look at May, June. 
And you can kind of see how I split that besides putting all of my eggs in that April, May basket. Let's grab two intervals to spread that risk. And I'm going to probably throw another 30 to 35% in this basket. And then I'm not even going to look at some coverage in July, August, and maybe just a tad there in September, October. Um, and so I'm going to really have my coverage spread across the spring and into early fall. Now I am going to throw this caveat. We're all different. Every rancher is different and has a different perceived risk. And so even though I'm throwing out a blanket recommendation for Cascade, um, you know, our specialty really is diving in with each individual producer and going, what are your needs? I can throw out a plan, but your needs are, could be different than my best recommendation. Well, and obviously for our friends, say in eastern Montana, that precip level is going to look much different. Those recommendations, those months are going to be spread out. Because what is the average um, uh, over 10 years? Uh, I'm guessing 19, 17, 19 inches over there? Yeah, we're looking at about 17 inches. Okay, pretty good. How was last year's? How was two, 2020s? It's probably one of the lower averages. You're quizzing me on the spot. Give me one second. It's okay. While Jared's looking that up, uh, Lane, I do I really like where we have gotten to on this since we've been doing this for 15 years since the very first year it was available. Not only do we feel like we've got a, a terrific tool that can statistically spit out, uh, you know, a recommendation, but then it's also a great marriage and blending of taking that that science, that mathematical science, and then uh, massaging it and and making sure that it it really fits and makes sense in an operation and we've done so many of those that we we can kind of get a feel when we talk to a rancher and what their what their needs are to build a very personalized recommendation as we look at last year you know last year um march april was a little on the dry side um you know we kind of looking at april may june getting closer to that normal maybe just a tick below and then y'all had a very dry fall as I remember coming up here in August and all the fires and whatnot, and this policy read that as well. It showed July, August was very, very dry. Um, and so last year, you know, a policy like this for your in-laws and your wife's family would have done them fairly well last year and covered their risk and got the buckets that they needed. One of the, the other things that I like about this policy and its flexibility is uh, as, as I mentioned earlier, it's not that it has to be dry for the whole year. You know, you, you go through parts of the year where you really kind of need some rainfall and it, it's built into your plan that you're going to be, you know, you should be growing grass. And so it may be dry for one section of the year <clears throat> and then all of a sudden you start getting rain and it, and, and it uh, averages out. But every two-month interval stands on its own. So if you have coverage in an interval and it's dry during that time, and it's less than the average, you get a payment there and it doesn't have anything to do with the next intervals. And so it's not a cumulative, it's, it's really several small insurance policies all put together to help you manage a year's worth of risk. Now, what are the differences when we look at the pasture and then the hay land? What, what, what differences do we look at that when we're insuring those two different uh, aspects of an operation? As far as the policy is concerned, your intervals and everything works the same. Um, what they have done is they have come in and said, okay, grazing and hay obviously have different values. So as I up my coverage on my hay and go with hay insurance, 
under the PRF program. I'm just going to add more dollars to the pot because it is a more valuable crop. Um, as we look at choosing intervals, we might choose our intervals a little bit differently. Uh, generally, guys looking at grazing, they want to spread their risk out a little bit more throughout the year. And typically, we have guys that look at hay and go, man, I really want to condense my coverage to that true growing season of I've got to get rain here so I can cut my hay and be done. And so they seem to condense it a little bit more, even though they will keep it spread out. Now, there's maybe some folks listening right now that says, you know, let's go to Vegas. I'm going to put it all on black on the roulette table. But we are actually uh, anticipating risk for the next year. So the folks that you're talking with right now, you're looking at these policies, you're, you're going off of those trends, and they need to actually have uh, all, the, all their ducks in a row with you and, and filed uh, by November. Is that correct? That's right. To, to be eligible for the next year's program, you'd have to sign up for it and commit to it by November 15th, having made all these decisions about what intervals and how, how much coverage you'll have. So November 15th is the sign-up deadline, and then the coverage actually starts January 1. I just wanted to make that clear for our listeners yeah, that, that wanted to go to Vegas and, you know, thinking, <laughs> well, shoot, it's dry now. I'm going to. But again, uh, there's obviously checks and balances with this as well. Uh, but again, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, uh, people might be saying, well, these guys are, are, are ranchers. They're from out of state. They're insurance. Well, you make quite a few trips up here and you're going to go to the doors of these producers and sit on the porch or at the kitchen table with them. Absolutely. I mean, we, we have, as I mentioned earlier, our whole uh, business projection that we're going forward with, uh, Montana's a big part of that. We're very committed to it, and we're, we're going to be here. We have been here, and the way we do business is we're not the kind of agent or an agency that just sits in our office and waits for someone to come in and ask a question. If, if you're interested in, in visiting with us, we'll come to your ranch. We'll meet you at the coffee shop in town where you are, um, it, this, is, this is a very big decision and an important decision, and we treat it that way. And we want to make sure that you're getting very personalized service. And in fact, we, we love to come out, see, see your ranch, and see what the operation looks like. And uh, we, we, we like getting to know you personally as well. Yeah, just even looking back at last year, just trying to add up miles on rent cars. Uh, I mean, it, we really do, we want to sit at your door uh, I know one week last year, over about five days, I drove 2,000 miles um, to go to the different people that were interested in looking at it. And so I do want to sit down, see your operations, sit at your table, um, because this is very personal. And, and that's been a big point to us is, is even in this new Zoom world, um, agriculture is personal. And we want to come and see you at your doorstep. Well, and it really does give you uh, a better image when you're looking at the data that Silvius provides. No other provider out there has the data like this that can show you the breakdowns in the dollar amount, of course, as we are looking at that. Um, so how do folks get in touch with you the best way? Yeah, uh, always feel free to give us a call. I'd love for you to call us. Uh, my number is uh, area code 806-717-8704. I would love uh, to come and meet you and just sit down and show you the program. Uh, you can also visit our website at rain, R-A-I-N-I-N-S dot net. And uh, there's a couple of good videos on there about our family, our history, as well as uh, what we've done with producers over the years. 
Rainins.com. We'll get it in there. Yeah, we get, well, I think we get them both. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Sorry about that. And, and my, my number, in fact, let me give you our office number. It's 806 935 7777. So we'd love to hear from you and uh, we'd, we'd love to come see your operation. Again, uh, Jared and Gordon Clark, thanks for joining us here. I know I, I don't want to hold you up too much. There's a lot of folks that probably uh, want to stop by and get some of those cotton gloves. That's like the best giveaway that a guy can get other than a Yeti cooler. <laughs> Which is full of beer this year. It, it, yeah, last year it wasn't full of beer. So, But uh, actually, I got a really great gift last night from uh, Justin Iverson, who's on the board. Uh, he was over in Wisconsin, and he was taking pictures of beer, and there was some um, uh, spotted cow beer. I don't know if you've ever had spotted cow, but uh, you know we have great breweries here in Montana. You know, Coors is my go-to, of course, uh, being a Western boy. But uh, spotted cow, he delivered it to me in the bar last night, and <laughs> it, it was like uh, waking up to presents from Santa. I, I will throw that one. So um, maybe I should throw one of those in there for good luck for you guys. <laughs> we'll take it. Any last comments before I let you go uh, to to talk with ranchers up here in Montana? Well, just thanks again for, for letting us have this visit. We we have we just love being in Montana. It's been a good trip for us so far, and we're looking forward to this season and getting to meet some people. Again, they'll be coming out. They will they will come to your operation. They might even buy you a beer Absolutely. or a coffee, whatever it might be. Uh, again, thank you, Jared and Gordon Clark, for joining us. Uh, for more on Sylvia's Insurance and looking at that PRF options and the data that comes with it and how it can help you manage risk out on your operations and, and keep you in business. We know how drought can really help uh, help uh, all your hard work uh, deteriorate sometimes when liquidation has to take place or anything like that. We don't want that liquidation of the herd to take place. These tools can help with that. you got to prepare a little bit in advance, but it's a great option. You know, I always love to say you'll, you'll be healthier and make more money if you get good rain and all the rain that you need. But in case you don't, we'd love for you to have good insurance. Again, for more information online, you can visit rainins.com. That will do it for today's Agriculture Conversation. I'm Lane Northland. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the LaneCast with Talkin' Ag, Lane Nordland. For more on Lane, check out his Facebook page, Lane Nordland Ag Broadcaster and NordlandCommunications.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the LaneCast on your Apple or Android devices. We look forward to joining you next time on the LaneCast.